Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to All You Need to Know Radio. I am your host, John Hollywood, coming to you in a very sad day in America where there are in the Judicial Committee considering impeaching the 45th President Donald John Trump. It is so sad and so hard to watch these hearings. However, they are necessary. Tonight, we are going to be bringing you clips of just incredible lies from the Republicans as they try to cover up for this president and back him at all costs, including, including selling their own souls. This includes women and men and anybody that they can throw into this. All they do is lie. It's so sad. This is our show today. This is All You Need to Know Radio, and it starts right now. Welcome to All You Need to Know Radio, and Britney Spears is saying it good for us. All, everybody, eyes on the ring inside a circus. Sadly, our country right now is inside a circus, and if my opening sounded sad and somber, and it's because I am. I am very sad that we, that Donald Trump has forced us to have to go to these actions, that he has forced us to have to go for impeachment for only the third time in the history of this country. But make no mistake, Donald Trump is the only one to blame for this action. No one else is. What's so sad and depressing is to watch the GOP lie to the American people and make up shit. And it's so sad and a little comical, but really not, that you can tell they're reading from a piece of paper with reading points. It's just sad. Let's do some housekeeping real quick. This is All You Need to Know Radio. We are heard exclusively live 
on Blog Talk Radio every Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. We are heard worldwide, and we want to thank you from everybody in the United States and beyond the United States that is actually listening to us right now. If you'd like to join the show live, you can call 516-531-9990. And don't forget to uh, go to our Facebook, uh, Twitter, Uh, Instagram, any social media is all you need to know radio and follow us. We are so appreciative to have the reach of almost 500,000 people worldwide. And it's all because of you. And maybe it's because we bring things to you that are really sad to have to deal with. However, they're necessary guys, because it's sadly where our country is right now. So our show tonight is sponsored by American Negotiators, ending America's debt one debt at a time. Give them a call at 972-764-3120. With that, here is Chairman Jerry Nadler of the uh, Judiciary Committee explaining why Donald Trump should be impeached. Um, Impeachment was put into the Constitution because the framers recognized that a president might arise who posed such a threat to the country, to our democratic system, to our free elections, that we couldn't wait till the next election to cure it. That's why impeachment was put into the Constitution. And let's look at now, we've heard a lot of very distracting facts about what Hunter Biden may or may not have done about all kinds of things about what our members may have said three, four years ago. All of that is irrelevant. What's relevant is that, president, is that there ample facts demonstrate that President Trump put his personal interests above the interests of the country and citizens in the Constitution. This is the highest of constitutional crimes, an abuse of power. An abuse of power is the preeminent crime which the framers, even in the Federalist Papers, talked about as high crimes and misdemeanors for the, constant, for the purpose of impeachment. In President Trump's abuse of power, He did it in two ways. Number one, he endangered our free elections by inviting foreign powers to interfere, to influence our elections twice. He invited the Russians in 2016. Remember, if the Russians, if you're listening, please find the emails. That was a direct solicitation. And in fact, they tried to hack into the emails of the Democrats that very night. And then he tried to cover it up. And then, for 2020, he invited in the Ukrainians. He asked the Ukrainians to announce a bogus investigation of the person he perceived as his major political opponent in the 2020 election. And, it's basically admitted, Mick Mulvaney said we did it. The president is, is on, the transcript shows very clearly that he did it. The circumstances of the withheld aid shows very clearly it was a quid pro quo. Yes, we know that eventually the aid was released, that he said, that the president said there was no quid pro quo. Both of those things happened after he was caught and it was public. Obviously, the bank robber caught in the act afterwards says, I didn't mean to rob the bank, but he was, in fact, caught in the act. He tried to cover it up again. He obstructed Congress by directing the entire administration, everybody in the executive branch, do not answer any questions, do not testify, 
do not give any documents. Fundamentally different from from what other presidents have, have done on occasion, which is to uh, oppose certain uh, subpoenas and grounds of privilege. He didn't assert any privilege. He just said nobody should cooperate. I will decide whether it's a valid impeachment inquiry. I will take the function of Congress to myself because I don't recognize Congress's right. That is a threat to the separation of powers and a threat to our liberty. It's noteworthy that members of the minority speak about every other subject, but hardly bother to defend, to dispute the facts of the case, which are clear. That's why we've heard so much of today with, with distracting and irrelevant issues. We even, I would say other things. It is clear that it is an abuse of power for the president or any member of Congress, for that matter, to condition official actions on their pers own personal gain. And I was startled. I was, I was startled to hear Mr. Ratcliffe say, I was impressed by his honesty, but I was startled to hear him say that it is okay for a president to invite foreign interference in our elections. It is okay for a president to cheat and try to rig the election. The urgency of this impeachment, the reason why we cannot wait for the next election, is that the president has tried to rig these two elect last election and this one too, and he's repeating it. He goes out on the White House lawn, he says, China wanted to come in and try to rig the election. Yet, Mr. Giuliani in the Ukraine this past week trying to enlist assistance to rig the election. So the president must be impeached to safeguard the security of our, nation, of our elections, and to safeguard the separation of powers, both of which are essential to safeguard our liberties. I thank the gentleman for yielding. I yield my time back to him. Okay, guys. So that, is, that, that was uh, Chairman Jer Jerry Nadler, and he is the one that is overseeing the uh, – he's the chairman of the uh, Judiciary Committee that is deciding whether or not to make Donald Trump the third – president in the history of this country to be impeached. So right now, we've got several people joining us. First of all, everybody welcome our incredible co-host, Copperhead. Say hello to everyone, Copperhead. Copperhead? I'm not here yet. I can, we can hear you. <laughs> you can hear me? I can hear yes. you. The world is here, and you, you need me to cut your mic off. I can if you don't. You, you might want to work with your microphone, so let me give you just a couple of minutes. And we want to welcome our best in justice team, almost Warrench and Hunter Nunn. Say hello to everyone, guys. How you Hunter doing, John? This is almost really a pleasure to be on again. Uh, really appreciate you. And Hunter. Hello, John Hollywood. Hello, everybody. Guys, I, I'm so glad we're getting to talk to you, but as I'm sure you heard in my opening, I'm not my exciting self. I'm not, I'm not thrilled by the fact that our country is having to go, having to go through this, circumstance, this situation with the impeachment. And make no mistake, it is going to tear this country apart. Donald Trump is going to make sure it burns this country to the ground. And I'm so sad. I'm so sad for the – I wake up every day, and I don't recognize my own country. Hunter, how do you feel right now after hearing what you just heard? 
we're in a tough position, John, where uh, I think everybody's lines are, are pretty clear. Can you do me a favor? Speak up you a know, little bit, please. Sure. I, I think we're in a difficult position where the lines appear pretty clear, and I don't know what we're going to make out of all of this. Almost? Yes. Um, well, uh, in my opinion, uh, I agree with you that it's sad. I think that we have – I agree with you that we've got some – and my partner, Hunter, that we've got some rough waters ahead. Um, I've been saying this for quite a while, and I really, really hope our institutions hold because the – way our country and the Congress and the Supreme Court and God forbid potentially even our armed forces deal with the transition of power that will happen with Donald Trump um, how that how that all shakes out may sincerely and truly change the course of the American Republic. Um, and I, I do think that it's unlikely that in 2021, Donald Trump will be the president. But what happens from ne- between now and then is going to be very, very challenging. See, I, I think that the people like the Secret Service and people that protect the president are just waiting for them to be given the order to remove him from the White House. You know, when everybody went uh went on they had the, he froze everybody's salaries at the in, in the government like he one of the campaign promises he kept. He even did that to the secret service. Now, call me crazy, <laughs> but I don't think that you do that to the people who protect yours and your family's lives. Not to mention in New York City he put that that the, the the most incredible city in our country in the most ridiculous situation by them having to guard Trump Tower because he would not move to the White House. So I think they're just waiting. I I, I honestly think if, if 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 the order's given, they'll they'll take him out. I'm not not take him out any other way besides physically take him out. Physically so remove you, him. Exactly, because I think that uh, I don't think that the Secret Service is are fans of his. I really don't. Do you agree John, with that? Let I mean, me pa- like posit that? to you a slightly different scenario, um, which I think is I don't want to frighten your listeners, but I don't think we're that far off. Um, in the twenties, uh, I believe it was 1923, there was something called the Business Plot where um, some wealthy businessmen essentially plotted to engineer a bloodless coup such that the president would be run by a business-friendly autocrat. Um, And I suspect that there is at least some chance that there are contingency plans for a for that type of a a, a, a forcible um, failure, basically the uh, the very very wealthy individuals who are pulling the strings to um, 
ensure that the GOP stays in power will further pull those strings to ensure that the Secret Service or the U.S. Marshal Service or whichever soft power um, non-military people would typically issue those orders to remove Trump from office, that that never happens, that he just doesn't get removed, that he's the president for life. He's joked about it several times. His base is already ready to support that, um, and I don't think he intends to leave the White House. Um, I don't think he intends to leave the White House. Hunter, do you agree with that? I don't know. You know, we – You're allowed to disagree with me, my friend. I was fixing to say, surely a, you and Tom have spoken about this. Well, I, I do think those kind of comments are a fair basis for concern about the I never, I never – guys, I never thought I would be saying stuff like that to millions of people. But it really could happen. It really could. And it is scary. It is scary almost. It happened in the twenties. I'm not. It's not like it's never happened before. Mm, 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 mm. Wow. It's just. It, it, it's scary. It is scary. How do you think? Uh, I'm a. Uh, and Copperhead, have you joined us? I'm not up yet. Uh, we can hear you. <laughs> That's scary because I can't hear me and I can't hear you. I can see you. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm going to cut your mic then. Um, I, uh, Copperhead and I watched – well, I mainly watched as much of this nonsense as I could. Mm-hmm. It, it was so sad. It was just, it was just awful. Oh. Um, did you guys watch any of this stuff today, and were you surprised? How do you think Jared Nadler is doing as far as presiding over it? I'll take it quickly. Um, the honest truth is, is I uh, am a lawyer, and I did a lot of work today, and I didn't really watch the um, entirety of the judiciary hearing this evening. I've had the opportunity to watch some highlights. Um, I think that Jerry Nadler is a smart guy. I think he um, is correct in his analysis. Uh, I don't think he's a very media savvy guy and sometimes his um i find his messaging and his um fire frankly to be a little lacking i mean he was pretty fiery for who he is in that clip that you played at the beginning of the show um but we're in a full-blown constitutional crisis and he's just not the best at that message um that said i think he is a fair parliamentarian and does a good job of presiding over the hearings. Okay. So we actually have a lot more to listen to, but I have a surprise for everybody. Uh, Copperhead and I have a really good friend of ours in from Canada. Uh, And I thought that it would be a really interesting thing to have him on the show and to um, see how the, uh, you know, someone, someone outside the United States, how is the world looking at the United States. You know, the the United States, we're supposed to be the premier country. We're supposed to be the supreme world. And with Donald Trump as the president, I'm interested to know what uh, someone else. So 
uh, our good friend Francis from Can from Canada is on the phone. Francis, say hello to the world. Hello, world. <laughs> You're gonna have to speak up for us, okay, buddy? So do me uh, a favor. Give me your opinion. You live in Canada. What does Canada think about what's going on in America right now in politics? Well, I think that for the first time in the world, uh, Canada's feeling ahead. Uh, we've always been uh, looking back, uh, sitting back and looking at what the United States are going to do first before we decide whether or not we're going to go ahead and, you know, watch TV like a normal family in the 50s or go to the moon in the 70s after you guys went in the 60s. And, you know, the list goes on. Uh, but now uh, we look I, I, just to give you a quick background, I, I was actually in the United States during election, uh, Trump's election uh, into presidency. I was here for seven months working with uh, a branch of the United States Navy as a consultant. And I wasn't so much saddened by the fact that Trump uh, won, but more so by the reasons behind why some people voted. And the only reason they voted for him was because they did not like his opposition, Hillary Clinton, and they didn't think he would win. So they voted for him, thinking that everybody else wouldn't. And they found themselves very disappointed the next day. And I think that to this day, that is, to me, the the, the saddest part uh, of this whole thing, beyond the fact that uh, now this man has been put into a a position of power that uh, he clearly is abusing, and it's taking such a long time uh, for him to be removed from it, uh, it took very short, a very short time for him to abuse his position, but a very long time for us to do anything about it. And by us, I mean the world or the United States, because I'm in the United States right now. So I'm going to say us. Absolutely. Now move your uh, phone away from away from your mouth for a little bit and just talk a little bit louder because you're kind of sounding muffled. But you did you, that. That was really good what you said. Hey, uh, Francis, I wanted to introduce you to our best in justice team, which is almost uh, Warwinch and Hunter Nunn. Hunter, do uh, you have any questions for uh, for uh, Francis from Canada? Francis, are you there? Hello, I am there. I'm listening. What do you think is going to happen? I think that, honestly, I, I, what I think and what I hope might be two different things. I think that uh, Trump will somehow get to live out his presidency uh, and that uh, in God we trust, will not, he, will not be, uh, he will not be reelected next year. And actually, I think that he'll be asked to not run However, whatever political terms or whatever, whatever uh, uh, methodologies there are in place to, to stop him from running uh, again, it just won't happen. And he might just simply be escorted with some dignity off, off, uh, out, of the, out of the Oval Office. I'm not thinking that there's going to be some huge shameful uh, arrest and, uh, and a whole lot of drama. Uh, I, I feel that he's Can going I to somehow in? Give you, yeah, Absolutely. Francis, this is, Francis, I have this good is news for you, and I have bad news for you. Um, I, I'm 99% sure that you're right, that he's not going to get removed, but he's not going to win re-election. I don't think he's going to get the news, the, the bad news is he's 100% running, unless he dies. The primaries, the way the way you select presidential candidates in America, and I don't know 
how sophisticated you are. I'm not trying to um, patronize you, but the primary system in America has already begun, um, and there is only one other even coming close to serious candidate on any primary ballots for the Republican Party. It's a guy named Bill Wells, and he's actually not on a bunch of primary ballots. There's literally no legal mechanism for someone else to run as the uh, presidential candidate for the Republican Party, unless they just tear up the rule book and break all the rules, which I guess is theoretically possible, but it's pretty darn unlikely. Well, that's a bummer. So mm-hmm. chances are he would he would have to be outwardly impeached and perhaps arrested for some of the some of the, the if he was convicted, if he's convicted in a trial in the Senate following an impeachment, then he'll be removed and then likely he'll be arrested. Um, the uh, oh, I can promise you he'll be arrested. I can promise you. Yeah, Robert Mueller. You're, you're, you're right, John. He'll breath. probably be indicted by the state of New York the moment he's no longer the president. Um, but then the question becomes: What is going to happen? Should the election be very, very close? And the thing that the, the very scary situation, the bloodless coup that I was describing earlier in this program occurs when the election is very, very close. And let's say, for example, it's Donald Trump versus Joe Biden. And the election's very, very close. You know, maybe Biden wins the popular vote, but um, Trump loses the electoral college by one state and like 25,000 votes. If the election's very close, but Trump loses, Trump refuses to leave, claims the election was rigged, and then what happens? Then the U.S. Marshal Service, the Secret Service, goes and arrests him? What if they get paid off? I mean, you see how scary that is? It is scary, but I think that Trump is so hated by even the people around him because he's such an egotistical person that he feels mm-hmm. like everybody should bow to him. And so I think that. But they'll that, do it for the money, Mr. Hollywood. Think, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, think about your own lifestyle, sir. I mean, if somebody offered you $25 million to do something odious, it's hard to say no. You know me. It's hard to say no, and a lot of people will, will say yes to, if, to huge if amounts someone, of cash. If somebody was going to get hurt, I wouldn't do it. Now, I guess you would have to tell me what the situation would be. Right, and, and that's kind of my point is, you know, it's – I understand it's easy for you to say that on the radio right now, but if somebody were to actually, you know, have $10 million in cash in a duffel bag, and I mean, it's hard to say no, you know? Exactly. Hey, guys, that, you know what that music means? We, we're only going to break away for one commercial. We'll be right back. Can everybody stay with me, please? And we've got Copperhead coming yes, on. Sir. Everybody can stay. Yes, All sir. right. Thank, okay. thank you guys so just, much. Just, just for a little while. It won't be very long. I promise, Hunter. Don't hang up on us. <laughs> thank you, fiance, for letting him do this. All right, guys. You're listening to All You Need to Know Radio with your host, John Hollywood, and your amazing co-host, Copperhead. And we are heard exclusively live on Block Talk Radio every Thursday at 8 p.m. And after the show's done, you can find us on Spotify iTunes, uh, FM radio, uh, Anchor Radio, anywhere you can listen to downloaded music, you can hear All You Need to Know Radio. We are the number one show in the world right now, and it's all because of you. Don't forget about it. 
Go and follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr. We're on all of it. Please tell everybody about us. Thank you so much for listening on this sad day in America. We're trying to liven it up as much as we could. So I thought Ariana Grande would be able to teach us how to break free. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. Hey everybody, how's everybody doing out there tonight? Are you ready to end your debt forever? Are you tired of paying credit card payments every single month and all you seem to be doing is getting the interest paid and not lowering your actual balance? And you've thought to yourself, why am I in this mess? Let me tell you something right now. It is a situation that is happening with millions of Americans and their families and it's very sad the government has not stepped in to do anything. Guess what? We are ready to help you. There is a company that is a new uh, sponsor out there called American Negotiators. And let me tell you, are you ready to get out of debt? They say if you've been told there's nothing you can do, listen very closely because I'm about to tell you the truth and your family. Major credit card companies don't want you to know the truth and the truth is you can actually settle your debt for less than what you owe and yes they will not go out of business because they lose a little bit of money and the other families are able to go on with their lives and feel confident that they actually paid their bills pick your phone up right now and call 972-764-3120 let american negotiators go to work for you today with years of experience Let them show you a better way to end your debt permanently. They've got over 30 years of proven experience with the president and CEO in the credit and debt industry, and they are ready to go to work for you right now. As an added treat, and because you heard it on All You Need to Know Radio, call 972-764-3120. That is 972-764-3120. And listen up, guys. Everybody that calls right now for the next five minutes, you will get 50% off their amazing debt negotiation services. Go to your phones and call them right now. American Negotiators is the only name you need to know to get out of debt. American Negotiators, ending America's debt one debt at a time. 972-764-3120. All right, everybody, welcome back to All You Need to Know Radio. I am your host, John Hollywood. And Copperhead, are you with us? Uh, I think so. There you are. Speaking, speak up a little bit more for us. Yeah, it's going to be a little bit of a challenge. 
All right. Thank you so much. All right. And we have Francis, a special guest tonight from Canada. Say hello to the world, uh, Francis. Hello, world, once again. Uh, very good. And, and our best in justice team, almost Warrant. Say hello. Hello, John. Hello, world. And Hunter. And Hunter Nunn. Hello again, John Hollywood. Hello, everybody. All right. So, guys, we, uh, if everybody's got time, We've got like a minute, uh, about a minute and a half of, I don't even have to play a lot of what the Republicans uh, say back because I can just tell you in a few words. They, what's so interesting to me about this entire case is that normally when you're defending the case and you guys are some constitutional lawyers and you're some of the best lawyers and superstars that I know, you have a defense there's no def- they're not they're not defending the president as far as they're not ever, there's it's never been disputed exactly what happened everything just keeps changing as to why it happened do you see what i'm saying as to you know it did it didn't matter or something like that yeah exactly so uh you guys uh here is the first republican Jim Johnson, which let me let everybody know out there, Jim Johnson has is a sitting GOP senator that is accused of sexual assault just a couple of years ago. That's ironic. Here we go. We've been through these facts many times. This Ukraine is, Repu- this is Republican Jim Jordan, one of Donald Trump's attack dogs. That President Trump was pressuring Zelensky on the call to investigate the Bidens. And, and he was. That he didn't even know was on hold. Bullshit. That's their argument. Bullshit. You know, by the way, down the road, President Zelensky says there was no pressure on the call. Bullshit. No pushing, no linkage whatsoever. But you have a rigged and rushed process when you don't have the facts. You have a rigged and rushed process. Donald Trump's words. Except the will of the American people. Not the will of American people. Speaker of the House Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi called the president an imposter just three weeks ago. He is. The Democrats have never accepted He's the word of the American people, and that's why they've been out to get this president distract. since even before he was elected. Distract. Distract. And, of course, you have a rigged and rushed process. Distract. When you're afraid that you can't beat the president at the ballot box. A distraction. When you're nervous about next fall's election. We're not nervous. You have this kind of process, a rigged and rushed process. This is not about the concern. This is not really about the concern, Mr. Swallow. Here it comes. Here it comes. That somehow the president was going to do something wrong and try to influence the election. No, no, no. This is about their concern that they can't, they can't win next year. That's bullshit. Has accomplished in the past three years. I mean, it's an amazing record. In spite of the Democrats, it's amazing he can sit there and say those words. Mainstream press being against the president. Frankly, in spite of a few Republicans being against the president, it's amazing what's been accomplished. Taxes have been cut, regulations reduced, the economy growing. There we go. None of that matters. I'm going to go rob a bank, but I'm going to go and join a monastery. So because I robbed, I joined a monastery, I can't be charged with robbing a bank. Mr. Gorsuch, Mr. Kavanaugh on the court. Don't fall for this bullshit, guys. Confirmed. Out of the Iran deal, embassy in Jerusalem, hostages home from North Korea. Well, it doesn't matter. Uh, Thank you, President Trump. You still broke the law. It's a rigged rush process because you're nervous about... You're a coward, sir. You do not want to enforce the law because... Okay, I forgot to mention, everybody, that I narrated this. (laughs) 
<laughs> I was wondering what that was. <laughs> I I I sat through this it just and I was cringing and I was just like, okay, I just have to start responding. So but every Republican said the same thing. And like I said before, no one is denying this. Popperhead, what do you think? Did we lose? I think we lost Copperhead again. He, hey guys, get engineering, get in there and get him, get his microphone situation fixed. Uh, almost. What do you think? Okay. Um. Well, no, I generally agree with you, John. Um. I think that uh, as you correctly stated, you know, when I am defending a charge, I like to, um, if possible, refute the main point with factual, you know, evidence, exculpatory evidence. And um, I also like to uh, challenge the uh, veracity and the credibility of the evidence that the other side presented. Um, I also like to uh, attempt to use the rules of procedure to give me an advantage before the jury. Um, Comparing what you're seeing the Republicans do to actual trial strategy is kind of they're 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 not trying to win a trial. They're they're playing for the media. It's not really about the facts or the law at all. It's about what they can sell to the people who are buying their product in the first place. So, you know, if you want to compare it to a trial, it's grossly unfair. This is not widely reported, but your audience may be interested to learn that today, uh, the one of the senators from who is for the Republican Party met with the Office of the White House Counsel to talk about their trial strategy. A juror is meeting with a defense lawyer in an ex parte communication. That's clearly unethical and not the way a trial is supposed to work. So comparing this impeachment to a normal trial in a criminal case, for example, would it just doesn't really work. And for, uh, Francis, what do you what do you think after hearing that? As an outsider, uh, it's uh, it's hard for me to speak to to the topic as as. As in a sophisticated fashion as, as my, my, my colleague just did here. However, uh, I will say this. After having heard that speech live, I think we know that uh, there were multiple things in, that, in, in the refute of, the, of what was being said that was clearly being contradicted. All, everything that politicians say today is said on television, on radio. It's, it's recorded somehow. It's documented somehow. And what I still can't get over is how people deny having said anything at all when you can simply hit a rewind button and a play button and have them say and have them hear it hear them say it again uh and for some reason we simply find a way to step over that and go on and 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 keep digging into that digging ourselves at graves uh like like they did in this case hunter what do you think There are some broader points here that I think are getting lost in a lot of this, and uh, you know, I've been enlighten us. Enlighten us. 
Sure. So I, I think, you know, I'm, I'm really not an overly political guy. And, uh, but I have been paying attention to this for, for several reasons. You, you know, what I have picked up on is you hear what the Democrats are saying. Uh, you hear what the Republicans are saying. And, and I really think that as they have the debate, Everybody on both sides, depending on which side you're on, is basically saying the same things. But what I think I'm seeing is we're so polarized that there are other points that either we're not talking about or they're not being addressed. And I do think that those points really fall more to the Republicans. You know, what what I think they're doing is more or less a scorched earth tactic where, you know, you hear the testimony from the witnesses who have testified, okay? And then you have some documented facts. But what they appear to be doing is saying, well, things that did happen didn't happen, and things that didn't happen did happen. And you see that in a lot of applications that they're bringing up across the board. You know whether it's the deep state theory or the uh, the FBI investigation, you know Russian interference and collusion, the Mueller report, uh, all, all of those things, and it doesn't stop. But you hear them bring up all these other things, and I think they're attempting to drive focus away from what these witnesses have actually said, and I think they're trying to. Exhaust the general public, and you know, to some extent, it seems to be working to their credit. Um, when I listen to what they're saying, you know, one of the points seems to be there's no firsthand witnesses who have testified with direct knowledge about what the president said or did. Okay, there, there has so, been one, there has been one, and he's the one that Congress. said. They asked him, "It was there a quick pro quo?" And his answer was yes. And he was in a restaurant, and Donald Trump was talking so loud and screaming on the phone with him that he moved the phone away from his ear. So that guy heard everything he was saying. That's firsthand knowledge. That's not secondhand. I, I, I agree. And John, I've, I've been thinking about this, listening to what everybody's saying on both sides, and I, I don't know if it's overly simplistic or not. But I've been thinking, what does this really come down to, and, and what, what should we really be talking about here? And um, we're so polarized at this point. I, I don't think anybody anybody who's a Republican or a Trump supporter is going to agree with the Democrats. Anybody who's a Democrat or a liberal probably isn't going to agree with Trump supporters or Republicans. Okay, But what, what are some basic questions we can ask? To kind of make sense of this and figure out what to do and what the right thing to do is here. And I, I think the questions I have are you have to decide what the president did. Was it right? Was it appropriate? Or was it wrong? Was it inappropriate? Okay. And what was his intent? What was his intent is important too. And, and I think. John, isn't that true, though? Hold on. Isn't the intent always very, very important in law? Sometimes, yes. 
Not all the time, John. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, okay, so, you know. I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. All right, so here, I'm in, I, I have like a whole bunch of stuff to play. I'm going to play one more thing, and this is from the, a Democrat uh, responding to what this guy just said. Here we go. Move to strike the last word. And ladies recognize. Mr. Chairman, I rise in opposition to this amendment. One of my colleagues said a minute ago that we're using the law as a weapon. Well, the law is a weapon against people who violate it, don't respect it, don't obey it. My Republican colleagues have claimed that there is not enough here to impeach a president. I have heard them previously say that this is merely about eight lines from one phone call. Well, perhaps they forgot that the pressure against Ukraine lasted for months. Perhaps they forgot that trying to limit this to merely eight lines on one phone call underestimates the risk to our national security and our national interests. Where you see, Ukraine's ability to protect themselves against Russian aggression is directly tied to our ability to protect ourselves from Russian aggression. But that's right. This president only cares about and I quote, the big stuff. Big stuff, big things that are directly tied to his personal agenda. But my colleagues also seem to ignore the pattern of behavior, the pattern of misconduct and certainly the abuse of power. First, the president welcomed interference in the 2016 election. His campaign had multiple contacts with Russia, and he himself publicly invited Russia to interfere. Remember this, Russia, if you're listening, I hope you're able to find the 30,000 emails that are missing. Then, after the special counsel was assigned to investigate the president's conduct, the president tried to cover it up by obstructing the investigation and refusing to cooperate. Then, this one really, as someone used to say, takes the cake. Just one day after the special counsel testified before Congress, the president was at it again. Apparently undeterred and emboldened, he demanded interference into the 2020 elections, telling a vulnerable ally, I would like you to do us a favor, though, and conditioned official acts on the announcement of a sham investigation into the president's chief political rival. And true to form, after the president's scheme was exposed, after he was caught and Congress launched an investigation, the president tried to cover it up by trying to undertake a complete blockade of Congress's investigation. The president's misconduct is a part of a pattern. First, the president invites foreign powers to interfere in our elections, and then he instructs, he obstructs lawful inquiries into his behavior, whether by Congress 
or by law enforcement. And then he does it again, because remember, he believes he is above the law, and he certainly has the full support of my colleagues on the other side of the aisle. Most recently, the president suggested publicly that China, why don't you come on in? The water's warm. China should interfere in our elections by investigating former Vice President Joe Biden. The president has taken no accountability for his misconduct. He has shown no remorse, no surprises there. Rather, he has doubled down and made clear that he will continue to solicit interference in our election for his own personal gain, not the gain of the American people. He will continue to disregard a co-equal branch of government that were designed to keep the executive branch in check. In other words, unless he is stopped, the president will continue to erode our democracy and the values on which our country was founded. We cannot and we will not allow that to happen. And Mr. Chairman, I yield back. So, guys, do you agree with her? Uh, and we're like, uh, Copperhead is joining us finally. Um, yes. I thought she made so many good points by saying she, that she she was focusing on what the Republicans are using as excuses, and you can't use the Republicans' accomplished or uh, Donald Trump's very m- minute accomplishments. I mean, minuscule compliments. Com, com, uh, accomplishments to to, to uh, excuse this behavior. Period. Copperhead, what's your opinion? This is this is amazing to me because we talk about some of the big issues that's been going on this year, and it's set up extremely by Trump, extremely just to uh, blow up bigger than the last one. So we're putting kids in, in cages. Well, then we're putting ICE out there to put more kids in cages, and then we're putting out more uh, dreamers and believers uh, criteria so that we can blow that out. He's pushing all of this about a border wall, a border wall to separate us from Mexico because he no longer wants Mexicans into or South Americans into uh, America. Meanwhile, what makes us America is taking on those immigrants. What makes us America is taking on democracy and having those votes and doing it for all of the people, not just the Trumps of the world. And instead of focusing on the wall that he should be focusing on, which is the wall electronic to, to defend and protect our votes, he's rather working on a, on a cinder block and steel wall that's not necessary. We're not letting in crazy rapists and, and murderers every single time we open our door. We're letting in people who are desperate to start lives of their own, and that's how every single American family started here, was, was, was foreigners coming over here. Including his wife. Building a life for themselves, including both of his wives uh, and some of his children. So, but past that, it's amazing to me that his, his focus for his three years so far has been on this physical wall. And meanwhile, he's been opening up our electronic wall and destroying what makes us America. He's been removing immigrants. He's been removing our, our right to vote or whether our vote is even going to count. And then if we remember, he didn't win the majority vote. He won the electoral vote. So he even knows that he's on a hedge line, a nice edge there about losing what, what little support he had there. And no matter how much jury rendering or how much uh, – wall of Mexico or how how expensive Wall Street is, we're not going to sell our democracy 
for those values. Our values should be protecting our democracy and our, and our voting rights, should be welcoming immigrants and integrating them into America and making America better because of that, and should be about treating individuals and everybody as human beings and not just as pot shots on your Twitter account. What is it? You say something to me on the street, you're, it's a knockout. You say something on a tweet, and it's you're just – what is People who what tweet people and they make – People who tweet people and they make cowardly statements are just that cowards. And by the way, if you send death threats to this place, like we received a couple of last week, they're forwarded right to the FBI. And make no mistake, I will prosecute your ass. Um, one thing that uh, I want to ask uh, Francis real quick is, Francis, how did you think the difference of hearing from uh, the, the, the Republicans talk about what they see is uh, trying to defend this uh, lame, this worthless president. To what the when the when the um, Democrats are saying, "Hey, this is what's going on." What did you? How did you think about that? I honestly think that it doesn't matter because guess what? I've got, I'm going to ask you. I'm going to answer a question with, with a question. How many people do you think heard the important things that whether it be the, the Republicans or the Democrats? What they had to say about how Trump is running the country is compared to how many people do you think have read, heard, or uh, seen Trump speak about all sorts of ridiculous, irrelevant things? And I bet you the well, number here, is twice, your, here's your, twice as many. Not a problem. Here's your answer. The Mueller report was almost 500 pages long. People are lazy. They're not going to read something 10 pages long. The average person can understand when you make a simple phone call and someone asks you for weapons, they're ready to buy weapons, and your response is, great, however, I need, we need you to do us a favor, though, which is a quick pro quo. And I think that so many Americans will be able to relate to that much more than the, the Mueller report. But I do agree with you, though. Uh, I am shocked. I really, really thought that the House of Representatives, I thought some Republicans would have a conscience and not want to just completely lie. Uh, we still have almost, I think. Yes, sir. Would you go up against okay. your boss, John? Yes, sir. I'm sorry? Would you go up against your boss? He, The president right now, whether they like it or not, is – their their boss and they they have to play nice if they want to have a job whether it be after or during this term. Uh, and my that's actually to the that's Americans. actually illegal, by the way. <laughs> Absolutely. Like Absolutely. like he's trying like he, he he wants to he he threatened the life. I mean I'm not kidding you. This is I, I can't believe I'm saying this on radio to the world. He threatened the life on national television of the whistleblower. His son tweeted the whistleblower's name and address. Almost. Tell me how, what kind of ramifications that can have. Well, it's a felony. Um, it's uh, intimidating I believe it's a class B felony um, under uh, the federal criminal statutes. I think it's punishable by prison time. I'm not an expert in uh, federal sentencing law, but I could go to jail for years on it. Um, it's a pretty bad one. How did you think that she presented herself next to what you heard from the Republican? Well, they're night and day, John. I mean, she's making an impassioned plea, and unlike um, 
Jerry Nadler, I felt like that congresswoman, and I'm not, I don't, I didn't quite catch her name, but I liked the way she, she, she just spoke. I thought that was a nice impassioned plea, a real cry for help uh, in an appropriate way. Um, I, I do think that, you know, big picture, it's clear that the Republicans in the House of Representatives are making disingenuous, bad faith arguments they know to be untrue because I think we actually uh, discussed this, um, was it last week on the radio show? When you have the facts on your side, you argue the facts. When you have the law on your side, you argue the law. When you have neither the law nor the facts on your side, you pound the table and flip it over. Okay, and so the Republicans a, in the House of Representatives, when faced with this obvious impeachable on, conduct, are pounding on the table and flipping it over rather than seriously trying to make a real argument. But is there I a difference in flipping over the table than blatantly lying? That's kind of the same thing. I mean, it's flipping over the table from – it's a metaphor. I mean, it's not intended to be literally, like, turning over a you table physically. It. It's – yeah, it's they're, they're you know throwing spaghetti at a wall, whatever you want to call yeah. the metaphor. But they're they're making bad faith, disingenuous arguments that they know are untrue, but they're doing it to stay in power because it's it's they've made the calculation that that's better for their careers. You may recall Justin Amash was Love a him. Republican in the House of Representatives until he came out in favor of impeachment, was it like two months ago, three months ago? It wasn't even that long ago. Wasn't and long. he was summarily kicked out of the Republican Party. No, no, no. I thought he resigned. He resigned and went Oh, he may have resigned. It doesn't matter. But yeah. he, it was made, it became, he was brutally attacked by Donald Trump, um, and he, resi- he either resigned or was kicked out. It doesn't really matter. It was the same thing. I mean, being brutally attacked by the president. That's true. One thing it's about kind Justin of the same Amash, being kicked I out. Think, um, I, think I mean, Justin and Amash we're talking about. I want to have one more brief thing to say about the media and okay. to address our guest Francis. Um, Francis uh, made a point about who sees things and who sees what. Well. It's important to note that Donald Trump tweeted 100 times today, over 100 times today. Now, I'm a lawyer and I'm a busy guy, but I feel like even non-busy people don't have time to tweet 100 times. He tweeted 100 times. That's grossly inappropriate and he's unfit. I know everybody listening probably agrees with me on that, but mm-hmm. it's important that we stay grounded and think about what a president should look like because he's attempting to normalize the grossly abnormal. Absolutely. You know, one thing that was just so uh, incredible is today on every vote they took, it was 23 to 17 with the mm-hmm. Democrats being 23, not just – uh, not just some of the votes, every single vote they took today. That was unbelievable yep. to me. So this is what's uh, going com- on with that. I believe it's a game of percentages. That when Americans have their five minutes a day to tune into the mall, into the news, and to get their sound bites or get their feed from wherever they're getting it from, Republicans right now are working their asses off 
to bring up back up old conspiracy theories, to bring up things that resonate with their party. Because if that's what those American people happen to hear in their five minutes of news and they turn it off right after that, they're not going to hear the truth. They're not going to hear the facts. They're not going to hear what actually happened. They're going to hear the spin, the conspiracy theories, the outright lies that this Republican was speaking when they turned on C-SPAN or CNN or Fox News or whatever else. What's exhausting about this is you can't just blatantly put at the bottom of the screen, this is a bold-faced lie, and this is why. This is, a, this is a truth, and this is factual backed up here. Like, you have to sit there and listen to both of them back and forth and be cognitive enough to be able to remember who is lying, why they're lying, what's the truth, is that a, is that a slight of the truth, or is that the actual core of the truth? And they'll take these little half-truths and whole lies and match them up together and make them sound real innocent and that they're being persecuted until you realize not only are they not being persecuted, but they're being held accountable, and they don't like that. Yep, I, I agree with that. You're here. So as long as it's a game of percentages, you're going to end up with that small group of percentages who don't have time to put their, their ear to the ground, who haven't been fed this onslaught of no, news day in and day out, and have been fed just a stream of lies from Hannity and from Fox and Friends. We were, I can't even watch Fox and Friends very often without wanting to highlight their transcript and post it online and give book, chapter, and verse of where their lies are and where they're built from. Let's be real. You can't even watch the news anymore, Copperhead. I know that personally. I, I get to the I point mean, where it's, it's repetitively the same thing, and I know what lies to expect on both so sides almost, of the coin. The Democrats are not innocent of this either. Yes, sir. Where do we go from here? I mean, I, I know he's not – and I had hope that something would happen in the Senate before watching this today. Seeing the votes like I saw them today – I, there, it will be 100% the exact same way. All Republicans will vote uh, no, don't remove him, He'll, and all the uh, de- and Democrats will vote yes. So – or actually we, actually, we might have some cowardly Democrats that are worried about keeping their job, which really frustrates mm-hmm. the hell out of me because put country over your party. We didn't hire you to, for, for polls. So what, what's next, do you think? And then, Francis, I want to know what you think about how this is going to end. Yes. So it's honestly hard to predict, and I'm, I'm a pretty close political watcher, so I don't like to admit when I'm not sure. Um, but I, I really am not sure. Uh, I do suspect that uh, – I mean procedurally it's a foregone conclusion that the House of Representatives is going to proceed to vote for impeachment. Um then uh, it is a constitutional requirement that there is a trial in the Senate. Um, there was a trial in the 90s, and um, the trial proceeded with the introduction of witnesses and testimony and the introduction of documentary evidence. Um, it was a not perfect proceeding. But it was a reasonably fair proceeding, the trial in the Senate of, of Bill Clinton in the 90s, where he was acquitted for perjury. He was, a, he, was, they, he was found not to have committed perjury by the Senate acting as the jury. Um, but with the Senate acting as the jury under McConnell and this version of the Republican Party, um, I am not – I don't think the trial is going to be fair. I don't know exactly what it's going to look like. 
but I suspect the Democrats will be substantially limited in how they actually proceed to bring witnesses and evidence um, such that the Republicans can justify uh, their votes for not to remove um, without having to have all kinds of bad television moments uh, where, where you know witnesses and do- documentary evidence is kind of bombshell and overwhelming because the factual evidence that I can see in the House appears to be overwhelming. So it's just not going to be presented fairly in the Senate, is my opinion, is my prediction. Then, as previously stated, I predict that he will not be removed, and um, there will be an election where I think it is quite likely he loses, but I hope he loses by so much that um, there's no chance for a uh, non-traditional transition of power. And that the House and Senate lose enough seats to help support some of that philosophy, too. Yeah. I have a feeling if Trump's the only Democrat that, I mean, the only Republican that's able to stay aloft of this, and yet the Senate and House start bleeding blue and then some, it's going to still look bad on Trump. And it's going to question why he's there and how well Putin has his fingers in the pie of the American voting party. It's scary, uh, Copperhead. It's scary, but I, I appreciate the I appreciate the note the the note that the Congress and the election for the few I think it's twenty two Senate seats up for grab in twenty twenty is nearly as important as the election for the presidency, which is true. Well, our midterm elections turned out to be some of our biggest voting uh, ever, with especially without a president on the ticket. Mm-hmm. And I have a feeling that this generation is empowered, that couch is no longer an option. We have too much of a future that they're wasting. They have too much of a, a political spectrum that's coming out to um, be so bipolar that we have to act. If, uh, otherwise, it's going to be acted out for us. So we have to get out there and vote. We have to get out there and, and find the facts for ourselves. And we have to be able to play those facts against what the rumors and speculations are in these hearsays. And not get distracted and be able to weed through that and find the actual person who's there to represent America and represent the nation in the way that we agree to, not somebody who's out for themselves, bankrupting himself and the co- the country until he's got as much money milked out of it as possible. All right, guys. Right so on. So, so I'm, I'm going to I'm going to campaign for Bernie Sanders. Break. How about you, Copperhead? We have y'all have to a do good a station night. break. Can y'all hear me? We have to do a station break real quick. This is All You Need to Know Radio. I'm John Hollywood, your host, heard exclusively on Blog Talk Radio. And we've got Copperhead with us. And we have our friend from Francis. And uh, we did have almost with us and uh, Hunter from uh, Warwood and Nunn. Guys, if you need any legal assistance, call 972-863-9592. These guys are superstars. I have dealt with attorneys my entire life. Good or bad, <laughs> uh, but that's just you own businesses. That's what happens. These guys are the real deal. These guys actually care about you. They care about your case. They won't make you feel dumb about not knowing the law. And they're rock, they are superstars outside the rocks, outside the courtroom. But they are take no prisoners in the courtroom. Trust me. If I saw them on the other side of the aisle, I would go actually hire an attorney because I like to represent myself because I have fun in the legal uh, profession. 
972-863-9592. That is 972-863-9592. Warwards and none, guys, that's the only number you need to read. Info at W-A-R-A-N-C-H-N-U-N-N dot com for information. And we have, we want to go back to Francis, our good friend from Canada. Francis, you've heard a lot tonight. And uh, I know you don't like politics or you don't follow it because you're a very, very busy person. But when you hear constitutional lawyers like you've heard tonight, has your mind been changed at all, or are you thinking about things a little bit differently, or is it making you a little worried? You know, I can't help but wonder what President Obama uh, might say to Trump if he could outwardly say something to him without it having any repercussions. Uh, I think Obama, and of course I didn't vote for him because I'm Canadian, so I don't, I didn't vote for anybody. However, uh, I think that Obama did plenty for uh, the United States of America, and I think that uh, Trump is undoing a lot of that. And so I wonder what Obama is thinking. Uh, what's he saying to himself? Is he wondering, Trump, what did you just do to my country? Or is he having to is he the gentleman that he is saying, I respect his opinion, even though I don't agree with it. I really I am really curious to know what he would say. So are you going to have him on your show there, John? Uh, sure. Actually, we have actually any time that we talk about things with the White House or any any congressman, we do send uh, interview requests. They're all turned down because, uh, you know, we're this little radio show, but we get, we do uh, we get our we get the, we get the message out there. Um, but are you more scared, more, a little bit more worried than you were before? I'm actually a little less worried. You want to know why I can tell you copper has said something very, that, that I thought, but never said. And if someone else is thinking it, then I'm thinking that a couple million Americans out there are thinking it as well. We have, and I I'm guilty as well, uh, sat on my couch on election night and not gone to vote because I know that in the end, everything is going to be okay. And I think that this is an example of what happens when we don't exercise our rights as uh, members of a diplomatic country, whichever country that is, whether it be Canada or the U.S. And some people did sit on the couch and did not vote that night, and they should have. And I think that the next time around will be different because people know what happens when you and they do it sit down rather than stand up for what's right. Well, now, we're gonna now, Francis. Talk, when you uh, real, real quick, borders. Francis, if we can, if, real quick, if we can hold on to you for a minute, we need to do. Believe it or not, we do a couple of other segments. We are gonna skip the entertainment set, uh, segment, entertainment watch segment. Except go and watch, uh, go and read up about Madonna. There's some interesting things. We're about to do our song pick of the week. Copperhead picked it out, and then we're gonna come back. I'm gonna tell you what I think, Francis. You're gonna do a closing argument. You're gonna do a closing argument, Copperhead. You ready to talk about the song pick of the week, sir? Uh, yeah, this one's That's kind good. of a crazy one that I found uh, this week. It's called One Thing Right. It's by Marshmallow and Kane Brown. And what I find inventive about this, this is blurring those lines between two great forms of music. You've got Marshmallow, who's one of the EDM top-ranking soundbite uh, DJs kind of out there right now. And then Kane Brown, who's new on the scene. He's only got a couple of songs under his belt right now, but he's country music. And this is country music, EDM, mashed up. I'm, I'm digging kind of the earworm parts of it and just the trance and making these two genres blend together into something new. All right, everybody. So you heard Copperhead. That's going to be our song pick of the week. That song pick of the week is called One More Thing by Marshmello. One Thing King. Right. 
One thing right, excuse me, thank you, sir. One thing right, it is our song pick of the week, and it's new, and it's dangerous, and everyone, it's in your face. It is one more thing. One thing right. <laughs> Did I say that wrong? I need to put that. I'm sorry. And it's new, and it's dangerous. Well, we got one more thing after one thing right. That's, that's right. We sure do. So it's new, and it's dangerous, and everyone, it's in your face. Take a listen to One Thing Right on All You Need to Know Radio. Lie, I broke down and I cried. I've got nothing to hide no more. I've loved and I've hurt. I've broken people down with words. More grace than I deserve for sure. Known to be crazy, known to be wild. All I ask I'm a little devilish child. You know, stranger to the troubles at my door. I've been at the wrong place at the wrong time. Chasing all the wrong things most of my life. And every kind of loss that you can't find. But I got one thing right. Been the kind of guy girls' mamas don't lie. Running with the wrong crowd on the wrong night. I've been wrong about a million times. But I got one thing right. You I am definitely hearing some country in that, and I'm definitely rocking that song. I, I'm definitely doing that. Everybody, go and download one one thing right um, to, on any of the places you can download music: iTunes, Spotify. Go and buy the damn record if you can do that. Support the artist. Do not steal music from the artist. It's just like someone's going into your house and stealing your television. Artists work hard on what they put out there for you to listen to. And plus, there's messages with it. I was listening. We can only play a certain amount before we have to pay for it. <laughs> so I encourage you to listen to the entire song because it does have a great message. So once again, this is all you need to know. Radio, back to politics. Francis, um, do you have any advice out there for anyone besides the, the one that Copperhead brought to your attention? And when you said it, it just kind of clicked in my head, too. That was a big, big problem for the 2016 election. People did not vote. Still, to this day, half of this country doesn't vote. So you're, you, We're just you're change, you think, think that will change? I, I definitely think so. I think the younger generation no, 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 is no, this more for Francis. Francis. Sorry? This is for Francis Copperhead. Sorry. Well, he already started, so I'm going to continue. Things are going to change. Uh, and not only not only uh, in America, but I think in Canada as well. As I mentioned, as I opened up by saying, we do what you do just a little bit later. Uh, and, and I think the roles have switched a little bit uh, in the last four years. And I honestly think that we don't want to end up in a situation where we end up with the wrong person running uh, our country. And we don't want to have to listen to the propaganda on social media, television, uh, radio, etc., from that person, in this case, Trump, and we want to make sure we have the right, the right person uh, at the helm. One of the things that Hillary said, and, I, and again, something I thought, but somebody else said, and I was very happy to hear it come out of somebody as, uh, as sometimes insightful as Hillary Clinton. Uh, people like Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton, and all the presidents that, that, and prime ministers that have run the countries of U.S. and Canada and those around the world are people who have worked in government their entire lives, and like any job, whether you're a teller at a bank or the janitor at a hospital or a doctor for that matter, you've gone to school and you've worked many, many, many years in that field to earn your position. He has had 
four years experience in politics and he got right up to the top. But one thing is for sure, I will say this, the higher you are, the longer and further there is to fall and the harder that stump will be when you hit the sidewalk in concrete. So very, very good advice. Cop- uh, Copperhead, your closing arguments, please, sir. Yeah, I think this is uh, going to wrap up with the whole, you, if you don't make the decisions, somebody's going to make the decisions for you. And it's your job to be informed and making the most correct decisions for you and your family and being able to, to relay that information that you've learned and gleaned to your friends, to your families, to your neighbors, to your strangers, to your people you don't even know, to make sure that, that you're proliferating honesty and integrity and facts and not getting caught up in these little sound bites of lies or half-truths or a political party spectrums. You shouldn't be voting Democrat or Republican. You should be voting for honest integrity in what you buy into and why you buy into those and the facts that back those up. So be nice to those who are nice to you. Be nice to those who hate you, but always work for the truth and honesty in everything. Very, very well said. Uh, you know, tonight, we, I think we've had one of the most informative educational shows uh, in my 17 years on the radio. Um, it was very, very important to, to do this show for me tonight, even though it was disgusting to w- take three or four hours and watch television. America, we do still have a chance, but we don't if you don't get off your asses and go vote for sure. And if you don't you call informed. your senator. Exactly. And if you don't call your senators and tell them to vote to remove Donald Trump from office, if anyone ever deserved to be impeached and removed from office, it is this worthless human being. This guy is an egotistical, racist, homophobic guy who does not care, who does not care about you. Let me throw this at you. How can you say you love America, but you clearly hate Americans? All he's doing is trying to divide this country. With that, I want to say thank you so much to Francis from Canada for taking a little time out of his day to join us. Thank you, Francis. I want to say thank you, too, and say uh, say goodbye to America. You don't have to hang up, but just say goodbye. Francis! I think he's still yeah. there. Yeah, how, uh, make sure, say, uh, I was just telling you thank you so much. So much for joining us. We really, really enjoyed uh, your, um, your your thoughts from being in a different country. So thank you so much. Also, let's not forget our best injustice, Warwick and Nun. And, uh, of course, my amazing and beautiful redheaded Copperhead. Say goodbye. And whoop, say, whoop. Say thank you. Copperhead. I love being in here and doing this. <laughs> you do an amazing job. All right, guys. We'll find out if we're number one in about two or three minutes. I'm sure we are. We have been told last week every single one of our shows in 2019 has gone number one. Make sure you follow us on all social media. Be kind to each other. And remember this. Don't let anyone ever take your dreams. And keep reaching for the stars because that's where it all begins. Never let anyone tell you how to live your life or who you love. I'm John Hollywood, your host of All You Need to Know Radio. Good night from Dallas, Texas.
Reflections of the fears I know 